The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to the Pirate Radio Podcast, featuring special guests discussing a wide range of topics and personal stories. Now live from the Pirate Radio studio, here's Shirley Rhodes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast, the ECU Players Lounge Edition. On today's podcast, we'll talk to ECU quarterback Holt Nailers, wide receiver Tyler Sneed, and safety DJ Ford. Sit back and relax. Today's Pirate Radio Podcast starts right now. All right, let's head out to the Fixed NC Live line and welcome on ECU quarterback Holt Nailers. And right here in studio, we have Pirate wide receiver Tyler Sneed joining us inside the Players Lounge. Guys, how are we doing today? Great. Holden, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Just one game away from getting you your tattoo, so I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, that is a great point. Technically, I almost forgot about that. Yeah. Well, look, we got more important things to talk about than. Are Robert. you saying technically two games away? Well, that, I don't. know. There's a lot of fine print to read. We well, got to talk to the lawyers. Uh, well, I, I did tweet. I've said a lot of things. I need to stop talking. Pirate shark tattoo. If the pirates run the table, I, I said this like three weeks ago. Then I'll get a tattoo of a shark with a uh, with eye an patch. eye patch. Yeah, yeah. And running the table, I meant winning the bowl game. I did clarify that, and I think if we go back to the tape, you did say the bowl. But game. then I told Holden last week if they beat Cincinnati, I'd do it. So like, oh. I got a lot. I need to talk to my lawyers before we. Well, let's talk to you. Uh, which one do you want it to be? We could settle it right now. Do you want to run the table or just Cincinnati? What do I want it to be? Yeah. I don't want to get a tattoo at all, but I want to. You to keep winning so i don't know so let's say run the table everything you gotta win it all anyway holden uh why and i'm glad sneed's joining us for this because i got a lot of plays i want to dissect from saturday but first the deep ball to tyler sneed when you needed it on the last drive of the game i mean have you thrown a better ball than that in your career that one was dropped in the bucket and then we'll talk about what sneed had to do to make the catch but how about that throw uh when you needed it most Holden? yeah um that was uh it's probably one of the more balls he throws I've thrown too because I really wasn't supposed to throw it. Um, but we're glad we did now. Um, you know, Steve made a great catch on it. It ain't anything if he doesn't come down with it. Um, it could have very easily went a different way, but he went up and got it. Um, so, you know, I went to him to the sideline. We hadn't ran that play all year. And, I mean, he can vouch for this. I told him before that drive that that play was going to win us the game. And heck if it didn't. So, just we're, we're thankful freaking Owen went out there and nailed the field goal like he did. And, I mean, that penalty really sucked there at the end. We almost ruined it, but Owen came out there and, and kicked it for us, so just, just thankful for that. Tyler, that catch was uh, incredible. You know, I kind of call it like the tie goes to the runner, yeah. and uh, if it is a situation like that, I think the offense should get it, but take us from your perspective on that catch with, you know, the defender right on. you kind of almost making a simultaneous catch, but you wrestling it away from him, and ultimately it went East Carolina's way. Yeah, well, like Holton said, he came to me on the sideline before that drive, and he said, this is the play that's going to win us the game. And, uh, you know, second play of the drive, he called it, and uh, he threw an absolute dime, dropped it right in the bucket, and, you know, it just landed right in my hands, kind of like in stride. And so uh, I felt it, and then as soon as I had it, I felt uh, the other guy jump on my back, basically, and then his arm ended up in there, so then it was kind of a tussle on the ground. But... uh, you know, we were fighting for it on the ground. I heard the ref come over and say, it's a catch, that's a catch. So then I got up. I was excited. Uh, did a little first down call. And then they went to review it. And, I mean, I think it is tie goes to the offense. And so, I mean, I guess they didn't have any indisputable evidence to overturn it. So we got it there. And then Owen drilled that kick. 
Tyler, you're pretty smooth with your your celebrations on touchdowns and everything, kind of low key. But that one, that's probably the most emphatic I've seen you celebrate on the field. You got up and gave an emphatic first down signal. You were you were feeling it right there, right? Very very excited, especially at that point in the game. Um, you know, I just got up, and as soon as he said it was a catch, it's just emotions took over. I want to talk about the two plays uh, before that when uh, fourth down. You go to your guy, Holton. You go to Snead. Uh, he makes the catch, runs it in for a touchdown. And then holding that two-point play, that might have been my favorite play that uh, that Donnie Kay has called up all year. You, you kind of looked off C.J. Johnson. You looked to your right and almost threw a no-look to C.J. Uh, there in the end zone for two points. How about that, play, that, that uh, series of plays uh, holding late in the game? Yeah, that fourth down was huge. <clears throat> um, I mean, Snead had a um... – we went out of empty, and they were blitzing the house. So, I mean, I knew I didn't have too much time to get rid of it. And Snead had an option route, which he can do about five different things um, within the route. And that's just us having repetitions of it and me just knowing he was going to be there. Honestly, I didn't even see him when I threw the ball. I just knew he would be there, um, and he was. He made a great route and, and catch to go score. So, um, that just comes down to reps. Um, we've been – obviously, we've been here for a long time together. So, um, it just came down to – experience and, and trusting each other and it just came through and that two-point play were you actually looking at cj when you threw the ball i swear i don't even know if your your head got back around I saw him. it was very late but i did saw him i knew he would be there um that's been our two-point play we have about three well we did have about three going into that game um of two-point plays just because the overtime rules now you kind of got to have a a few ready um and that was kind of our number two two-point play um so i mean we've, we've worked this since camp um and believe it or not, we have not hit that receiver one time um, in any practice or anything that we've ever ran until that play. So, um, But it worked. We got two points, which is what we needed. So it was a good call by Coach K. And holding on, you know, that kick by Daffer was just a clutch. I mean, what a uh, gutsy performance to to win the game on the last play right there. I was thinking about it, though. You know, one of the good things about it was, worst case scenario, if he misses it, the game goes into overtime. You still have a chance to win. I wonder how much of that went factored in. Uh, and then maybe this is a better question for Mike Houston as far as the play call versus letting you heave it up for a Hail Mary, which you could have done too. So uh, it wasn't a must. It won the game, but if he missed it, it wouldn't have necessarily lost the game. Well, shoot, you can ask Snead on this. They called in the Hail Mary. Um, we, we called Big Ben. That's what we called in. And a couple of the players were like, no, kick it, give him a shot, give him a shot. And they decided to. So he just went up there and drilled it. Um, I've never seen him kick it from that far out. That's like, I mean, that, that was incredible. So um, just hats off to him. I mean, that's he, he's a legend around here now for a good reason. So the original call was for a Hail Mary. And then I guess the, the coaches listened to you guys and said, all right, let's give him a try. Yeah, you know they they called in hail mary. Um, we all we all looked after the penalty. I think we we're gonna kick it before the penalty, and they're kind of getting us ready for either situation. But you know, a couple of us said, you know, let him kick it. Like we got faith in him, he can kick it. And he went out there and he he kicked it. He did. He had his ten job, yards so. to go. I think it would have been good from sixty four. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We haven't seen that on game day from Owen Daffer. He just hadn't kicked many over forty this year. So. Like when he's out there to do that, obviously you guys had faith in him. You just said you did, but like, have you seen him kick one that far in practice? Have you ever seen him kick a, a kick like that before? No, nah, so I'm I'm like a backup holder, so I, I hold for those guys, and I see them like pre-practice kick those stuff, and uh, you know that's just kind of one where they're like warming up, like kind of just seeing how far they can, like distance wise, not messing around, but just you know seeing if they can go. And so I've seen them kick some pretty far ones, but. 
a big time spot like that and just to have the poise to to make that and he drilled it uh, like you said from good from about 60 you know that's big time that's huge from him Holton now on a four game win streak uh, I haven't seen this level of excitement within the team within the fan base within this university in a long long time when it comes to ECU football and now you have an opportunity on the last game of the year at least regular season game uh, you want to talk about a national spotlight 3.30 ABC national TV Friday afternoon live in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium taking on an undefeated one of the top four teams in the country talk about what this opportunity means for you guys to be able to keep this thing rolling on this type of platform it's huge i mean i think you know we go into it with nothing to lose um i mean we're we're going to the bowl game already that was our main goal this year um we we can't make the conference championship since they beat smu so i mean either way um we're we're playing in the bowl game and doing that but they, they got a lot to lose i mean they're playing for everything they've worked for comes down really to this game um, so they got a lot to lose, and we got nothing to lose with hopefully 51,000 people behind us on a national stage. So I mean, you couldn't you couldn't put us more in a more perfect spot. Um, I mean, we we're ready for this. Um, we just got to go out there. They're a really good team, obviously. Like you said, they're top four team. So we're gonna have we're gonna have to play really well. Um, we think we can. So we just got to go out there and execute. And Tyler, it's almost like the ECU revenge tour. You're able to beat Navy finally, uh, first time since 2011. You're able to uh, win a game in Memphis and get to that six wins. You've been at the Temple uh, Bugaboo. You knocked them off last year and this year to make up for some losses. So, getting your revenge on these teams. Cincinnati's next on the list. I think right? we owe them one. Yeah, yeah. No, it feels good to beat those teams, and you know if we can pull it out this week, that'd be huge. But you know they're number four team in the in the country for a reason. You know, seeing them on film, they look good, but. Like Holton said, you couldn't put us more in like in a more perfect spot. You know, this is this is a good opportunity for us, and I think we're ready for it. And it really is a no lose situation for East Carolina because right. uh, the majority of folks aren't expecting ECU to win this game, and there's no pressure on you guys to win this game because the season will still continue regardless. But if you go out there, you have fun. All the pressure's on Cincinnati. Yeah, they correct. have everything to lose, and uh, boy, what a great opportunity for you guys to be spoiler and uh, pay back them a favor. Yeah, that would be that would be huge, especially after last year and then two years ago we let them get out of here with one. So, uh, you know, we're really excited. Um, I mean, like you say, got nothing to lose. Just go out there and play our game. But we want to win. Eight, eight is better than seven at the end of the day. Holden, I hate to, to use the term, you know, games that matter because when you and Tyler and the team get out there and, and practice and, and work hard, every game matters. But right now, playing into November, weather is cool. You got Thanksgiving coming up. I mean, this is the first time you've experienced uh, this really since high school where you're playing like high stakes games. So, well, what's that feeling like, Holden, as opposed to the uh, previous few years here? It feels pretty dang good. I mean, shoot, we're, pro- we're, we're playing meaningful games and. November, um, I mean, it's huge for us. I mean, this game means a lot to us. You know, don't mistake that. We're going into this game. I mean, if we win this game, I mean, we're remembered forever around here. So, um, and nationally too, really. So, this game does mean a lot to us. Um, you know, like Snead said, we felt like we we let them out of here two years ago. Last time they visited Greenville, and then we got disrespected a little bit when we went there last year. So, um, yeah, we're we're going to be ready to play. Um, we do have. Uh, motivation to win this game and we're excited for it Troy you remember a couple weeks ago we're talking to Bruce and Xavier and they're walking out and we're kind of reliving the season and we had they they didn't really say much on the air but we had the conversation afterwards and they were like 
man, if we'd have beat them and then we'd be ranked. Like we'd be yeah. and and now Tyler, you look at it, you beat a ranked team, you win a bowl game, you're nine and four. There's a decent shot. Oh, East Carolina's got a 25. number beside their name. Yeah. I mean, you know, what is what would something like that mean to you at this point in your career? You know, I've never even been close to seeing something like that happen here. So, you know, just to do that and to be a part of that change, uh, that would be huge and that would mean the world to this team and us. And even if you're not, you said it, part of the change. Like Troy, you've been around here a long time. I've been around a little less time, but it feels like we got something going here right now. It does, and Coach Houston referenced it. Um, you know, the feeling of when he met the team uh, on that December night three years ago, what the team was like back then and what the culture was like. And unfortunately, he said it, not my words. He said it was a culture of losing back then. And he said a handful of guys stuck with him uh, that were there that night. And, uh, you know, Holden – you probably remember that night and he said uh, this has been built on their backs and it's all the credit to the players that have turned this thing around and especially the guys that would have been easy to transfer would have been easy to go elsewhere Uh, and the change wasn't easy the culture change wasn't easy especially that first year but now you're starting to see the the fruits uh, of of that you know the fruits of your labor so to speak you know the, the, the success is starting to come with all the work that's been put in and you talk about your legacy Holton a little bit and it's you know obviously going to be a great one but you want to cement it forever in pirate lore you go out and you beat the number four team in the country and lead this team that is something that's never been done here at east carolina before and uh really be kind of uncharted waters yeah you're right i mean like i said i mean it's a great opportunity for us um it is going to be a huge game um hopefully it's packed there and you know, this team is special we've had a lot of Kind of like you said, we've had a lot of close games that went our way, but we've had a few that, you know, if they go the other way, then you know, we're sitting at 10-1, and 9-2, and two, and it's a totally different feeling than even what we feel right now. So uh, we got a great opportunity for us. Um, we know what's at stake for them and nothing really for us other than, like you said, just going to make history. So I'm just going to let it all go out there and, and just have fun with it, enjoy the moment, and just see where it all falls at the end. Tyler, you ever think back three years ago, the end of 2018, we talked about this a lot. I'm sure you did too, but if you'd have played in that game against NC State, you would have lost the whole entire year of eligibility, but that one game where you don't play the final game of the season, which I guess would be, what, three years ago, like this week, uh, you get an entire year back, so you're playing as a sophomore this year. You Technically, if you want them, have two years left to play, and it all kind of came down to that that one game, that decision that week. Yeah, no, that was a crazy week. Um, you know, with the coaching change like happening in the middle of that week, uh, that's when, like, the whole thing changed because I was supposed to play that game. But, um, you know, they told me to talk to my family about it, and I did. And basically it just came down to, like, that's a 12-game difference. And yep. uh, that's a whole year. So, no, I'm glad I am glad I did that. I feel it's like I made decision. the right decision. Yeah, so now I yep. got two years after this one. So. Well, and honestly, yeah. that game was a meaningless game. At the t- not, It's not often I'd call a game against NC State meaningless, but it really didn't. It was – I mean, yeah. End of the year. Yeah, I mean, versus what So at the time, you did you want to play just because you're a player? Yeah, I mean – I was a freshman, you know, yeah. walk on. So I was going to do whatever I could to help the team. You know, right. I still probably make the same decision today. Just like whatever I can do to help the team, I would do. But you know, with the coaching change happening in the middle of the week like that, uh, they just told me to rethink it. Yeah, just kind of made me think about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Now that it's that week again, Thanksgiving week, Troy D. Let yeah. me get my Thanksgiving questions out of the Absolutely. way real quick. Hey, these are some of my favorite. Holden, we'll start with you. You're uh, you're a big fella. You're also the youngest of some big brothers. So. You might have just got scraps at Thanksgiving. I don't know. Whatever was left. But what's your all-time favorite side dish uh, at the Ailers table there, Holden? Oh, um, I'd go with some stuffing and gravy. 
uh, with a little bit of turkey mixed in. I like to eat it all together, mix it all up. But uh, or just mashed potatoes and gravy. I'm a big uh, mashed potatoes guy, so probably one of those two. All right, this will be a weird Thanksgiving for you guys, though, because Thanksgiving fall is is basically the day before the game, so it's yeah. it's basically a work day for you guys. I guess you'll have a team meal. It'll be uh, you'll do Thanksgiving with the team, I assume. Yeah, I think uh, we're practicing in the morning uh, that Thursday, and then we have a little meal catered in for us uh, right after that, with the whole team can eat, and then. Right after that, it's to the hotel with meetings and stuff, getting ready for the game. What's your go-to side dish uh, all time, Tyler? Mashed potatoes and gravy every right. day. There you go. Clip, I don't have I ever asked you. You know what, Troy? Nobody ever asked me. I I'm always asking is, the question. What is Clip Brock's favorite I'm going to go dish. grandma's dressing and uh, like Holden and, and Sneed said, got to have some gravy on it. And I'm like Holden, too. I like to have the turkey, taters, dressing, and gravy goes on the hall over on top of it. Really? All together. I'm a big compartmentalized guy. I like everything kind of separated, not touching. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind if mine touch and get all up in there together. And, and just have while a good we're talking time. about it, not a big gravy guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> we could see that. That makes sense. All right, you got anything else? No, congratulations, fellas? guys. Yeah. We're really proud of you. Uh, man, we just, you know, good luck this weekend, or this Friday. And, um, you know, we look forward. We'll catch up again uh, next Monday. Holden, thanks for, thanks for your time, buddy. Appreciate it. I know this is kind of a crazy week, so we appreciate you working us in. Yeah, thanks for having us. And Tyler, thanks for being here, too. Yeah, appreciate you guys. All right, let's head out to the Fixed NC Live line and jump inside the Players' Lounge here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. East Carolina Safety DJ Ford joining us coming off the 38-35 to dramatic victory over Navy. And uh, first of all, DJ, congratulations. Win number seven. Uh, how'd that one feel on Saturday? Yes, sir. Win number seven. It felt great, uh, especially to win the way that we won. There's nothing but positive feelings that you can have, so... DJ Owen Daffer goes out there for a 54-yarder. Now, people watching the games this year, we haven't seen much of Daffer beyond 40. So we didn't quite know his range. We didn't know what he was capable of and just really hadn't seen it yet in uh, in 2021. How about when they uh, they send Daffer out there to, to attempt that 54-yarder? Uh, tell us the, the feelings you're feeling on the sidelines there. Man, uh the emotions were all over the place. Owen being a younger guy, like you said, he never attempted anything quite that long. Um, he's very consistent in practice. I have a, a lot of uh, faith in his abilities and everything like that. But you never know how someone will do in a pressure situation like that. So um, I was a little nervous as he trotted out there, to be honest. But I did have faith in him. I did believe that he was going to make it. And he proved me right. And I couldn't be happier for him. And then uh, another celebration. One week after the celebration on the field with the defense getting the stop against Memphis, it's a uh, celebration on the field with the special teams as uh, ECU comes up with the three-point victory. And those never get old, right, DJ? I mean, heck, we've waited a long time for some celebrations around here. Now you're getting them just about every week. Oh, no, sir. It never gets old. It's so fun to go in that locker room and party it up with the guys that you worked hard with all year long those few opportunities so it's amazing i'll never take it for granted east carolina's second win all time against navy the last time they won was 2011 and the score of that game was 38 to 35 right there on the same field so history repeating itself on saturday with the east carolina victory over navy I always here too uh from coaches and, and former players dj that 
that week after Navy, you kind of feel it because the the blocks uh, that that they're giving you, especially on the defensive line, but even uh, as a DB, uh, you are not playing a normal game that week before. So how's the body, uh, how's the team feeling right now as we head into Cincinnati week? Um, I think some guys were a little a little sore, but that's you know a part of football. That's what comes along with playing the game, especially playing a, a physical team like Navy and their style of ball with the triple option, the cut blocks, and things of that nature. So, um, guys are a little sore, but we're excited for the opportunity this week. Uh, we're making sure we do everything we can to get back and get ready for this big matchup this week. And that matchup is against undefeated Cincinnati. And Cincinnati have been playing some tighter games heading into the weekend, but they beat a really good team by a lot of points, uh, SMU, on Saturday. So maybe they have uh, found their rhythm again as they come into Greenville on Friday. DJ, as a player, it is your your job to only look at, at the week ahead, only look at this week's opponent. That is a very difficult and almost impossible job to do. So I'm sure you've uh, you've at least peaked at what Cincinnati's been doing this year, right? Oh, yes, sir. I've gotten a chance to watch them some on TV, and uh, I've been watching some of their games. You know, uh, you can catch games uh, replayed on YouTube and things of that nature. So I've been doing some study on them. Talking to you early in the week here and nothing probably finalized as far as a game plan and everything goes, but Desmond Ritter, uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the country with what he can do uh, with his arm, and, and he's always had the, the running ability, but now he has become a complete quarterback and uh, can, can sling it around as well. One of the, uh, if not the best quarterback you'll see this year. So, you know, DJ, just going into the game knowing that, uh, how difficult is it to defend a, a QB in an offense that can do so many different things like Cincinnati um yes sir um dual threat quarterbacks always pose a challenge that's different than a more of a conventional pocket passer and um their offense has tons of weapons at each position so it'll be a great challenge for our defense um we pride ourselves on on our defense and our ability so I'm excited for the matchup to see what we do DJ, I've enjoyed talking with you this year and then from our first chat and even before then, I remember Mike Houston talking about you, you know, during the offseason. Uh, you're, you're a very mature young man and, and uh, you seem to move on from losses and wins uh, quickly. Now, I guess it's your job to get the younger guys to, to do the same like you do, but just talking to you today, I can't even tell that you won number uh, win number seven and on a dramatic field goal because you're kind of cool, calm, collective. Uh, is Would you say the majority of the locker room is that way as they, they head into the Cincinnati game? Um, I think for sure guys have gotten used to um, winning on a week-to-week basis, and they've kind of learn how to handle that better towards the end of the year than they were in the beginning of the year, which is good. That's a sign of growth. And uh, that shows that we expect to win. So while we celebrate our wins and enjoy them thoroughly, we make sure that we move on and attack the next opponent. And that's what we've done. And DJ, in your short time here, you've experienced uh, quite a bit as a pirate. Uh, you've seen some tough, frustrating losses. You've been a part of some amazing, dramatic victories, and hopefully Friday. And you've seen some some energetic crowds at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. But hopefully, you see uh, Daddy Ficklin rocking on Friday. How important is it to have the fans there uh, cheering you guys on when you take on Cincinnati on Friday, DJ? Oh, it's extremely important. Our environment is. It's one of our uh, 
strongholds, you know what I'm saying? That's something that we have that not everyone has in college football. So we we love to have the fans. We feed off their energy, and we need them out there in full of fit. DJ, it is Thanksgiving week, and I like to ask this question to the, to all the players leading up to it. Uh, what's your all-time favorite uh, side dish at the Thanksgiving table? Mm, let's see. That's a difficult one. I might have to go with mac and cheese, though. All right. It's a favorite. Who's mac? Is it like, is it a family members that makes it better than a, like, is it a, who, who makes the, the best mac and cheese? It's Southern baked mac and cheese yes sir <laughs> that sounds like a winner <laughs> sounds like a winner right there what are your uh your thanksgiving plans dj are you going to be able to to get with family or are you going to be with your football family on uh thursday so on thursday i'll be with my football family but um my family is coming up for the game on friday with it being senior night and all so hopefully i'll get to see them after the game and maybe spend some time with them the next day that's great and dj we'll talk about after all this thing is said and done you still got some uh some bowl prep to do and a bowl game even after this game but we'll kind of look back at your your brief career here at east carolina dj but uh you've made it memorable with uh with the 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 way that you guys have been winning this year and and again we'll kind of look back a retrospective after it's done but uh already senior day it's kind of weird dj coming in right you play one season and you get honored on senior day but uh but that's the way it is what what i don't know how do you look back so far on your time here at ecu um, it's, it feels like it's really flown by, man. It seems like just a week ago I got here, you know. But um, I definitely am appreciative of the opportunity that was granted to me by Coach Houston and the staff. Um, it's been a great time here with the guys. Like I said before, they welcomed me with open arms, and it's just been a blast. I've enjoyed every minute of it. DJ, you mentioned Coach Houston. A coach has so many jobs, and it's preparing you for a game, but also – making sure you guys are locked in and listening in to his messages. And Mike Houston's known as a guy that has some pretty good uh, pep talks, some pretty good speeches to get you fired up. So how does uh, has he been able to keep that, um, I guess, original each week, DJ, a different message for every week? Because we've seen some of the videos pre- and post-game. Uh, it says some of the same stuff, but he's got to mix it up too. So how is he as a, a motivator for you and this football team? Oh, I think he does an excellent job with the pregame speech motivation. Um, I think he brings a lot of energy. And like you said, there are some similarities between some of the speeches, but they're also very different in the same way. So it's um, it's, it's motivating. It gets me fired up and ready to go. So whatever he is been doing to prepare he needs to keep doing it because i've enjoyed it <laughs> dj what's the uh the biggest challenge or the big, biggest difference you got a couple things thrown in here you've got a friday game instead of saturday you got thanksgiving kind of right there in the middle so how is the uh, the game prep the uh the weekly prep different this week for you guys um i don't think it's all that different we've experienced it once before when we played south florida on the friday night so it, it won't be our first rodeo so to say and um the Thanksgiving thing, that doesn't affect us too much because, like I said, we'll have our own Thanksgiving meal as a family, as a team, and um, we'll make our adjustments and do things of that nature. But time-wise, we've done this before. We've been on this schedule. And at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, football is football. So when it's time to kick that thing off, we got to be ready to play. 
DJ Ford joining us today on the Fixed NC Live Line inside the Players Lounge. DJ, we'll let you get back to work. Thanks so so much for your time today and throughout the season here on the Players Lounge. And uh, looking forward to talking to you again soon, man. All right. Thank you for having me. And that was another great episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast, the ECU Players Lounge Edition. We'll be back very soon with another Pirate Radio Podcast. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in your Apple Store. You can also visit our website at PR927FM.com and follow us on social media at PR927FM to keep up with the latest news and information. Until next time, have a great day, everyone. You've been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.